Today, This American Dice brings you the latest episode of Dragon of Icepire Peak from the D&D Essentials Kit. In this episode, Serafina meets a new friend, Don John Raskin. He needs to get to the mountain's toe gold mine, and the tea leaf trio are just the adventurers to get him there. But what grisly discovery will they make along the way? And can they really trust this mysterious stranger anyway? Ain't no shortage of adventurers in Faerun, but I ain't gotta tell you that. They come in all types these days. Lesser nobles looking to find their way into a bard song. Do-gooders wandering the countryside helping out hither and yon. But cutthroats too, just willing to rob a grave as clear out some goblins, the kind that would slice the neck of their fellows, so they ain't gotta split the coin. Least all them's got motives you can't suss out. It's the other kind that makes me weary. Folks that take to the life for no good reason at all. Sometimes it's to tickle their own egos. More often, I find it's to run from some deep sadness. Always plowing forward lest they slow down long enough to look back. One of them runners is a fella named Don John Raskin. World's greatest hunter, he'll tell you. World's most renowned adventurer, he'll say. According to him, there'd nary a beast nor a bell he ain't subdued. And he'd name each one of them if you gave him the chance. Lots of talk for someone who's so accomplished. Makes you wonder. If you're really so renowned, why you always feel the need to introduce yourself? Sounds more like a pile of goblin mess to me. Seems more an ogre's backside than a man. Same time, not every yokel names himself an adventurer can run a trading outpost on a dangerous frontier. And that claw necklace he's always petting is one of the biggest I've seen south of that dragon. Still, seems a lot of big talk to keep bundled up under that damn hat of his. Even it get knocked off his head, all them stories might come spilling out into the light. Then we'll see if there's anything to them, or if it's all just a bunch of wind. This is Doyce, D&D, Dragons of Ice Spire Peak. We're usually in quarantine, and we still are, in fact. But we're bringing in a special guest. My Hello. name's David, and this is Austin. Hello, everyone. You may recognize his voice from probably the cold open that happened seconds before. And also, first time, li- long time listener, <laughs> first time caller. <laughs> and uh, Marisa, as always, is here. Who are you playing this time? As in every time, I am Seraphina Tealeaf, the bard and fighter. And we're on roll 20 this time, uh, which will be a, a fun adventure. As they all are, but we're starting off in the mining community of Fandolin. Last time, Marisa, you were in the uh, far off world of Butter Skull Ranch, and you had a successful orc extermination time, except for that, the spellcasting one, which turned into a pig and ran away. Right. That little piggy got away, but you got mithril armor thing out of it, and also some Butter Skulls to bring back. Yes, I did. But I think that was maybe you've taken a day or two to to wander back into Fandolin to collect this reward. It was a hundred, but I thought that was only if he was dead. No. Oh if wow, I, you you actually might be right about that. I get a hundred if he's dead, but I'm bringing him back alive. I um, think it's just the armor. Yeah, so I think he like wrote up a letter. It's like I'm I'm safe and sound, thanks. You don't even have to talk to that jerk. But when you do go there, there is an- another quest on the quest board when you get in yes mountains okay. toe quest perfect 
So yeah, that's that's the uh, newest one that's posted up on there. Would you like to read it aloud? Yes, the Mountains Toe Gold Mine lies 15 miles northwest of Fandolin. The new overseer, Don John Raskin, just made the trip from Neverwinter to Fandolin and needs to be escorted to the mine. There's no telling what dangers lie between here and there. Once, Once you, you deliver, deliver Raskin safe and sound, and return sound. to Townmaster Harbin Wester to collect a reward for 100 gold pieces. Ah, 100 gold pieces. Not too bad. Bring an old man to a gold mine. Sounds like there's more gold to be made there than uh, in, in the bringing, huh? And he elbows her like, ha-ha. I don't know if you wanted me to jump in this quickly. No, I love it. Yeah, that's perfect. Oh, yeah. Well, you know me, um, Seraphina Tealeaf. I just love helping people on their way. And, um, oh, you know, I wasn't going to remark on your age, but hey, since you said it. It's all right. It's all right. Been around a few, been around the world a few times. Uh, as, you, as you can see, you know, things uh, things get rough and tumble here and there. But, you know, an adventure like this seems like it could be a bit of fun. Not necessary, of course. A bit, uh, bit superfluous of whoever's hiring folks to bring this, uh, bring this old uh, man who seems handsome based on the description of the job <laughs> that they have. They wouldn't hire a man who isn't a dashing character, after all. But, yeah, I guess... Uh, I guess some young lucky bucks are going to get to go on an adventure with a charming older gentleman that, who knows, maybe leads to a lot of romantic encounters. I don't know. Just just saying it could happen. Anyway, so uh, well, what, what kind of people do you think would get involved with a crazy scheme like this here to bring a, to bring a, a, a gentleman, again, who seems very handsome based on the description, to a gold mine? A gold mine? Why, he must be a man of means as well. And then Serafina turns to Inverna and Shanjan, who are also probably standing nearby just reading and, and says, oh, hey, guys, um, I don't know if you all heard uh, earlier. I mean, I heard from someone somewhere around the town that um, Mr. John John Raskin that we're taking here is the most handsomest man. <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, Inverna just kind of looks this mysterious figure up and down who's talking to you and just like, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know about how handsome he sounds from that. And Shanjian just doesn't say anything. You know, maybe she nudges um, Don John and like, you know, her elbow to his shin probably, or his knee maybe. I don't know how tall he is exactly. And just says like, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Um, the barmaid uh, back at the Stone Hill, she definitely, <laughs> she's, she likes to give out those compliments when you hang out at the bar. So if you're looking for a lady to have a romantic adventure with, start with my old friend there, the barmaid. The barmaid with the lazy eye or the barmaid with the nose who makes it look like, uh, Owen Wilson, <laughs> the great bard. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, it's actually the other barmaid. Um, she gave us the most delicious butter skulls. Uh, she's the one that wears, um, potato sacks for bras. Oh, butter sacks. All right. Yeah. Well, if butter sacks says that he's handsome. Then, uh, I guess that would have to be the case. Um, you know, with the, as, as long as you're here with us, you will always have an adventure too. And lucky for you, uh, I've been to the mine before, so... 
Uh, we might know our way around here and there. Oh, what's your name there? Uh, what's your name there, little fella? Oh, well, I did previously mention it, but that's okay because I like to say my name a lot. I'm a tea leaf. I come from the tea leaf family, and my name is Serafina. You can call me Feenie. People call me Feeny Teeny, Feeny Teeny, Feeny, but mostly just Serafina Teeny, Feeny. Ah, tea leaf. <laughs> teeny indeed. Well, nice to meet you, Teeny. I've, I've got to apologize to you and your friends. I've not been 100% honest. And he takes his hat off. He <gasps> says, It's me. I'm Don John Raskin. <laughs> oh my, oh my goodness. And then she kind of starts like doing her like giddy little laugh thing. And she's like, ha, I, I'm going to have to write a song about you, Mr. Don John. Oh, well, that, oh, that song, that song will have to be good to top the ones that have already been written. But I guess uh, with a lady with the spunk like you and uh, a lady with the spunk of uh, hanging out with these folks, they're right here. And he points to them. And Inverna's like, yeah, we sure are full of spunk. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> well, here's the deal, mates. I got to get up to the gold mine at the uh, Mountain's Toe. Yep, that's what it's called, the Mountain's Toe Gold Mine. I got to get up there, and my employer wants uh, wants me to have an escort. Now, I could take it or leave it. Either way, I'm planning to leave tomorrow at dawn. So unless it's dawn now, in which it'd be a great time to leave. <laughs> um, but what time of day is it? I think it's like the afternoon. Yeah. It's the afternoon. We should probably leave tomorrow. Honestly, I don't really need an escort, but if you guys want to come along and be regaled with some fantastic stories about a man who's seen his fair share, and he tries to poke everybody in the belly, like, boop, 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 his fair share of adventure. Why, you could come along with me, I guess, and why not get paid for it? And then Serafina says, uh, oh, well, sir, if this quest is in the town hall, then that means... Unfortunately, whether or not you think you might need an escort, I got to escort you because uh, my friends and I here, we just came through Fandolin to, to make some money and help help the town out. And uh, she looks up at um, Inverna and Shanjan and her, like her eyes narrow and, and like the mood darkens and she says, and that's it. No other, no other reasons why we're here in Fandolin. There's definitely not a dragon or anything scary that you should worry about. But either way, you definitely should be escorted, especially since I already know the way. And then I can be one of the many people that writes a song about you and we can hear all about your adventures. Isn't that right, Inverna and Shanjan? Aren't you guys excited? We haven't had such a fun person to escort since we took those fancy people into the woods. And I think uh, Inverna is still um, just like glaring at Donjon for no particular reason. She's like, yeah, I'm about thrilled. But Shinjan, on the other hand, is like, yeah, that's great. And he's still rubbing his stomach where you poked him. Dragon, you say, eh? I ordered a rumor about a dragon who attacked the village of uh, Lelon, been hunting along the high road. Uh, apparently, some folks claim to have seen it flying about in the clouds. Uh, but could be a little dog, could be a little whelp. Anyway, I've seen, seen critters like that. Chewed him up for breakfast. Check this out. And he opens up his chest. And uh, he's got like a big necklace of like all kinds of crazy beasts, claws and teeth and that kind of stuff. And uh, he's got two necklaces, actually. One that's like a long chain that hangs down, has like a bunch of different beasts, claws and fangs and that kind of stuff. And very clearly looks like a prize necklace. And then he has another necklace closer to his neck, almost almost choker length. 
almost a little less kinky than that, a little less edgy in like early 2000s. Um, and he's got that, and that has just one claw on it. And he says, like, oh, I've seen beasts of plenty. I have a dragon, little whelp. If that's what it is, that won't be a problem. Now, if it's a big bugger, that's going to be something else entirely. Well, you know, not to brag or anything to the most handsomest adventure man in the world that I've ever met so far. Oh, well, your words, not mine. Uh, you know, you may not know this about your little friend, uh, Serafina Teeny, Feeny Teeny Tea Leaf, but um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was trying to figure out which one I was going to go with. Um, you may not know this about your friend, um, Feeny Teeny, but Shanjan and I were in the war. The, before. Oh, yes. And that's right. We are. And um, I am currently, a, I'm still a soldier myself. And, um, you know, Shanjan can, he can fight a mean battle. So when it comes to dragons, we're, we're not a stranger, but let's just say we don't want to see one around either. Makes sense. Makes sense. I was a privateer myself during the war. Oh, well then, I guess we have a lot to talk about along the way. Um, and then maybe she like kind of gets closer to him and like looks up at him and sort of becomes like a little bit, uh, competitive now. And it's like, so, uh. All right, well, have you ever been in a war? Because me and Shanjan have. And you know, Inverna, she's she's a famous archer and she's seen many elven wars in the past. And I think Shanjan's just like uh, kind of blushing and just like, oh, well, I mean, we, I mean, you you were really good during the war, but I uh, I just helped out a little. I wouldn't say I was, I wouldn't even go veteran stuff and just start yeah. mumbling. All right, well, that sounds good. Why don't we head down to the inn? which is uh, where I was going to be, but instead I came here for some reason. <laughs> Why don't we head to the inn and uh, we can grab a drink, grab a bite, see if... How tall are you? He asks the uh, two folks who aren't Feeny. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, think... he's like looking them up and down, looking them up and down. Yeah, I don't know. Shinjan's like, oh, I'm for um... elbows. That's the unit we use here, I guess. It's pronounced elbows, but sure. Oh, yeah, you're right. Most people have only seen the word written down. <laughs> Character-wise, I think the tallest of these this group here. Yeah, I think he's like, I think he looks these these other folks up and down and is like, all right, anyway, yeah, let's, let's head to that inn and see what, uh, see what trouble we can get ourselves into for a little bit. I mean, uh, you know, what proper uh, business... Uh, negotiations and such. Anyway, I'm sure that you've got a lot of stories that you want to tell me and want to hear a lot of my stories, that kind of thing. All right, let's get going. And I think as soon as you turn around, speaking of height recently, these, I guess, five people, figures, that are very short, about Serafina's height, probably maybe a little taller, a little bit shorter, were just like kind of staring at you from around this corner. And then probably two of the five just scurry it around the corner, but three of them are still there and there are there are these children oh look a whole bunch of little cubs eh? oh you've got quite a set of mismatched boots there little bugger and you young lady an excellent long sleeve glove that you've got excellent oh i might taste the eye you've got there little <laughs> lad hey come here you want to be picked up on my biceps like i'm real strong Oh, and yeah, if you're talking to uh, the reptilian one, he kind of runs up and just like stares up 
licking his eye like in that picture and just like a snook. He says, look at you, little bugger, that's your name. And pokes him in the belly again. He, is, he just nods. Ah, right. You want to see a owl bear claw? Yeah, and he almost like climbs up your back or something like a gecko would. Yeah, he like picks. He, he'll uh, he'll try to pick him up and uh, like almost hold him by the the not the scruff of the neck, but like the back of his clothes. And he'll be like, "Check this out here, right now." He says, "These guys. One night, me and my mates was we, we was camping out. We had been trying to work a." old haunted house and at the old haunted house we'd heard these howlings and howlings but it didn't sound like regular howlings like a wolf or a coyote or nothing like that no it was a weird <laughs> and we knew there was something out there what do we do we find this ah! and he pulls one of the claws off his necklace and he acts like he's gonna like go after him like a shadow puppet like ah! all right it was a mic crazy day that was it was night, but nonetheless, the day, the 24-hour period, which the adventure continued nonetheless, little guy. Anyhow, I'm sorry. Oh, Snook, um, so good to see you, oh, little buddy. Um, yes, meet Don John Raskin, everybody. Uh, he's our new out-of-town visitor. We're going to take him to the mines later. And I think, uh, so Pip, this boy here. Oh, uh, Feeny, is this like your dad or something? And this lady who you know is Nilsa. It's like, shut up, Pip. She's a halfling. That's obviously an old human. They're not related at all. You're so dumb. I prefer the term seasoned, but sure, why not, kiddo? And hmm. I think these other two kind of come around the corner after there's after they realize that eavesdropping wasn't getting them in trouble. And, and this this little darling boy. Watch out, boy, you got a squirrel in the head. <laughs> it's like, oh I I love squirrels. And he kind of comes over to Serafina and holds his hand. That's Carp, of course. And then Nars, this little boy. Nar um, or Nars? Nars. Nars. Okay. He kind of he kind of just stands against the wall and puts his hands behind him and is just kind of observing everything going on. But yeah, I think um and Snook is kind of just if you let him crawl on your back like uh before, he's just like in rapt attention, but not really saying anything other than Snook. Oh. He's got, and he turns to Feeny, he's got Pokemon disease. Mm. Just says his name a bunch. Oh. <laughs> like, Doctor, you, you don't know about Dr. C.H. Oh. Pokemon's uh, discoveries of a disease where all you can do is say your own name? I heard about that disease um, when we were on the battlefield and, and some, some, some of the other soldiers were saying that it was actually work of a witch, witchery, not, not Dr. Pokemon. Um, but but maybe 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 it actually was um, Doctor Pokemon. I never actually heard of him. And, uh, and little Pip is like, uh, um, it's not Pokemon disease. I heard of that, and it's it's not even close. He just can't speak like the common tongue. He just learns his like weird cobalt languages. He's still learning. Uh, all right. Well, here's a new word for you, buddy. Tickle attack. Come here. Ah, ah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> ah, yeah. Huh. Oh yeah, he loves that. Got him. All right. Anybody else? Tickle attack. Tickle attack. Tickle. And oh, he goes and around the entire group asking that, no matter yeah, and, how many people are there. And Carp definitely. Uh, he lets go of uh, Serafina's hand and just like tickle attack. Yeah, I got you, little guy. Oh, <laughs> and he loves that. What these, what these children don't know is Don John Raskin has scabies, and now all of them have scabies too. The real Pokemon disease. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, well, children, you know, don't don't crowd Don John. He just got here. Um, would anybody like to show him around the village? I think, uh, Nil Nilsa? Yeah, Nilsa here is like, uh, children, Serafina, come on. We're adventurers too, remember? We're we um and she looks really proud and kind of like stands up straight. And she she is the tallest here uh as well. And she's like, uh, we're an adventuring party now. We are the brave Fandelvers. Um oh. we well, once our parents say it's okay, we're going to go do adventures too. And we've been looking at this quest board and there's been a lot here. We're about to go find, and she looks to everybody else, uh, Don John Ratskin too. But I guess, I mean, if you if you want to do this one as just professional respect to you, Serafina, we, we'll let you do this quest, I suppose. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Nilsa. How about this? I make you a deal because I know you're an aspiring adventurer and I, I'm sure within the year's time you'll have surpassed me and my good friends here um, but how about in the morning we all meet up at dawn and you can take us to the edge of the town and uh, show show us where all the unique historic marks are before we head out and, and, and uh, to the mines but you have to promise that you have to stay in the town um, because when we come back we're gonna i'm sure john don john's gonna want to tell you all about our adventures in the mines yeah. or he's not coming back i can't remember actually <laughs> well i'll be out there for quite a while but i'm sure i can make my way back now all of you youngins uh you young adventurers and he salutes them and uh <laughs> and he's like you young yeah and he's like you were young adventurers i'm sure you've worried your parents quite a bit but because you're so brave you've gotta you've gotta commit yourselves and I appreciate that. You know what? If any of you want to maybe introduce a, perhaps a single or widowed mother to me at the bar later, that would be wonderful. And, and we could we could all have a great big family uh family dinner and family affair, perhaps. <laughs> Anyhow. And I think Pip is just like rolls his eyes and he's like, "Oh well, Elsa's over there. I guess she's always talking about boys and whatever. She's pretty annoying, but that." hobby lady the other the little halfling that um you met before seraphina she's she's over there and she's always acting real crazy other than that's just my mom and my dad there and they're boring as heck and then now is your dad so boring that mom would maybe need a break from how boring he is and pip is like yeah i mean i need i need a break all the time why do you think i'm out here uh, it's all right. let's not make it all about you young fella but all <laughs> right so uh, well, maybe, maybe give mom a heads up and maybe dad has to go do something else. Anyhow, all right, let's get to the inn. All yeah. right, to the inn, to the inn, everybody. Let's do this. And then maybe Serafina plays like a little bit of like jaunty, like going to the inn, going to the inn. We met Mr. John, Don John and we're going to the inn. As we're leaving, Don John grabs the little paper off the thing. Is that okay or is that illegal? Oh, yeah, that's fine. He grabs it, and as as you're walking, he uses it to roll uh, like a like a cigar out of halfling pipe leaf or something like that. Nice. Mm -hmm. And so, as, and when you get to the end, he's just smoking this big, stinky blunt, of, <laughs> blowing of it all into leaf. the children's faces. Yeah, and he's like, "Listen, it'll put hair on your chest, especially you, young lady. You'll need it. If you want a husband, you're gonna need it. Anyway, so." <laughs> I, I meant the even younger girl because that I think would be funnier. <laughs> but yes, you two as well. <laughs> oh well, um, I you know uh, I know that you think that you're the most handsomest, but uh, 
And she kind of like winks up at him and says, I've got plenty chest hair, Don John. Don't you worry oh. about me. All right. Well, we'll have to see how, where this adventure goes. <laughs> and he looks at the camera and he winks. <laughs> and yeah, when, as you, uh, I think when you come into this, uh, this in here, I think Pip maybe looks down. He's like, um, you can't bring that cat in here. And that's when you realize for the first time that little sunshine has been following you this whole time. Oh, wait, sunshine has been following me. Yeah. Or she, she got here somehow, I guess. A cat. Hey, don't worry. I'll kill it real fast. Come here, little guy. <laughs> no, no, no. Sunshine's our friend. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought he was the buggy you wanted gone. All yeah. right. Sunshine I think she, she like, uh, hisses at Gone John. Uh, all right. Well, that's one of your nine lives. <laughs> Looking at you, I think you got two more left, bugger. So you better be careful. And she does that, like, really annoying, like, is this cat deaf? Like, awful sounding meow, like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hold on, I'll speak, cat. Everybody shut up. And he, like, meows at it for a little while. He says, it must be a dialectic thing. Anyway, get on out of here. If cats could give you uh, someone a dirty look, that's the equivalent of it, and then it just kind mm. of struts away. <laughs> well, the point uh, would have been to show me a butthole, but all right, whatever. <laughs> Good point. I think little Nars, uh, who was following you, just follows his cat, and he's like, just makes a delighted sound and follows his cat away. He turns to uh, Don. Don turns to Feeney and says, "That boy's gonna eat that cat, you know." <laughs> oh no, we that cat's been through a lot. We just met that cat on our last quest, and um, hey, you little Nars, is that his name? What's his name again? Yeah, you got it, Nars. Hey, little Nars, you better watch after that cat. That cat protected us when we were fighting orcs, and uh, you know what they say about you know protector cats, don't you? And he okay. raises his eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. If you if you do anything to harm this cat, that cat's gonna follow you as a ghost cat for the rest of your life, and you don't want that, do you, Nars? No, I think he he looks at you as like the most serious a child has ever been, looking at somebody, and just says like, "I'll protect him," just basically <laughs> in a whisper. And he he looks over his shoulder, and uh, Sunshine is already like strolled away, and he runs after. Hmm. So I think, so it's the middle of the afternoon, so there's not a lot of people in here, but the, oops. Oh, I actually, yeah, it's going to be more fun, actually, if this uh, person we've mentioned a couple of times, this barmaid, Elsa, is uh, is the only one in here. Yeah, otherwise known as sack boob, sure. <laughs> by, by at least Serafina. She wears potato sacks for bras. So she, she's the only staff member, but of note, this uh, this lady is here. And she looks Hold about on. like this, uh, or she's yeah, you know this excited. <laughs> yeah, and this is uh this is this woman you met one time, Serafina uh, Hobby Basili. She, if you recall, was this merchant that was attacked by the dragon, and she looks just oh. already like super drunk. She's just like having a good time. And when you come in, she raises her mug like in this picture, and just like, uh, Terrapina. How are you doing? It's me, Hobby. Hobby, eh? I've known to try myself at a few hobbies, and he adjusts his uh, his vest. Yeah, and she kind of she uh, like stumbles over to where you are, and she's like, um, and she's a halfling too, so she's roughly half the size of you. And she raises her little her little mug. Well, aren't you a tall drink of water? Oh, all right. Sorry, you were sitting. I thought you were a bit taller too. And he. And he's like, 
come here, you. And he's uh, and she kind of slaps your kneecap and just like, no one's complained before. Come have a seat. All right. Well, let's let's sit down, grab a drink, and uh, I don't know, maybe play a game of Scrabbrack. And she kind of uh, <laughs> I love Scrabbrack. That's my favorite card game. She throws her uh, mug on the table or slams it down, you know. And she's like, potato sacks, another round. <laughs> and she's like, actually, I got to go see the outhouse. But don't you don't you folks go anywhere. She kind of points, <laughs> but at no one in particular, she can't quite find you and stumbles away. And then Serafina is like, well, it's uh, good to see you're doing much better there, Hobby. Uh, we'll see you in a moment. Be careful. Uh, the outhouse I hear is a big hole. And just from over her shoulder, she's like, woo, and just walks out. <laughs> and then, you uh, know, I remember a time that there was, a, well, let's just say I was working. I was working <laughs> in a camp for, uh, well, it was before the incident, but I was working in a camp where there was an ogre latrine. Anyway, I thought to myself, I've got to use, uh, got to use the loo. So what do I do? I go to their bathroom. Here's the deal. The hole that they have, why it's as wide as a whole room. <laughs> because, and he looks down at the kids, their asses are huge. So I go to sit down. Especially when you say asses, everyone giggles. Yeah. I go to sit down, you know, to do my business. Right. And he slaps a few of them because it's like kids like poop jokes. So he's like, <laughs> to do my business. And, and he does something like that. And he says, and then there's a bird in there. Because again, they're so tall. There's a bird's nest in the room. What happens? A bunch of birds scare me. Guess where I fall. <gasps> oh, no. You got it. Anyway, <laughs> let's just say I had to get a new hat. I think <laughs> they're, they're just like literally on the, on the floor, like rolling around laughing. Like the key keyboard thing, but then this uh this lady comes over Elsa, and she's like, "Oh, well, aren't you a funny guy?" But to the kids, like, "You all know you gotta be out of here during the hours." I'll see you later, though, Pip. And they're like, "Oh man, shucks!" And they kind of sadly walk away. But oh, she does the the server thing where she sits down at the table with you, and she's like, "Well, it's nice to see you again, uh, Serafini. I uh was actually hoping to see you before too long. Uh, you're you're a uh, cousin over there uh hobby has been uh well she's been here for a little bit she's been uh getting lots of drinks and things and she said that uh you squared it up with her that she was going you were gonna take care of her tab and it's kind of a uh, getting a little big uh and you know uh the stone hills kind of uh getting kind of antsy uh, do you have uh any of that big adventure money you want to uh, throw their way and then seraphina like She's trying her hardest because she's not she's not like a mean person, you know, and she's just like trying to her eyes widen to keep from just like rolling her eyes and sighing. And she her eyes widen and she's just like, oh, and smiles really big and like through her big smile, gritted teeth. She says, did she now? Is that what she said? Is that what she told you? Hey, Verna, did you hear what my cousin Hobby told Elsa. I think. Uh, Did you hear that? Did you hear that, Shannon? I think Inverna just kind of like leans over to you and just like, "Well, I never did like her." And then Phoenix um, kind of shrugs and is like, "Well, you don't like much of anybody, but uh, well, you got me there." I will say that um, this time you might not be so wrong. I mean, she and she like leans over to to Inverna and says. 
you know, she's not a full tea leaf. And you know how us tea leaves are about um, paying up our bills. The tea leaf motto is you pay a bill or you don't come back. <laughs> I think Elsa's like, oh, yeah, I think I heard you say that once or twice. That's right. Uh, That's why we always pay our bills, because we want to be able to come back places. But, yeah, hun, hun uh, you know, we, we love you staying here. And, you know, it, every, everyone here in Fandolin's really, uh, you know, warming up to you, me especially. Uh, and your cousin's been been re real uh, uh, charming too, but and we love your songs and things. But I don't know. I think uh, if you could talk to her, this we're hoping this might be her last night or one of her lasts. Maybe she could be, be uh, moving along with that uh, that business of hers. Well, okay. And then she says to Elsa, "Well, so how much is her tab?" And isn't there any way that maybe we could have her work it off for a couple days? Or could I even possibly trade you some um, nights of uh, entertainment for possibly her tab? Oh, yeah. I think uh, I know you and Toblin have some kind of a arrangement for your stay, but um, I don't know. He, he might be able to be talked into that. I'm not quite sure. But her thing is, uh, uh, hang on, dear. Let me go. And she goes to the back somewhere and comes back with a little ledger and she's like, well, she she's at a looks like about forty three gold so far. Hmm. Well, uh, forty three gold, you say? Hmm. What? I'm not giving her half my gold. Um. <laughs> all right. Listen. What if there's a way we could put her to work? Um. Would that be fair? We could make her do the dishes or. Uh, clean the rooms or clean the clean the outhouse. She kind of cocks an eyebrow. She's like, "Well, yeah, you know, I'd never like clean that outhouse, especially since Hobby came. So I, I wouldn't mind that too much. But there's not a lot of guests here, so not a lot of dishes and such. But hmm. you know, he he, I could I could have a talk with a uh, Tobin, or if you want to wait until uh he comes back, I can go fetch him actually if you really want. Well, I mean, we're in no rush. Obviously, you're not going to kick her out tonight. Um, I'll have a talk with her about slowing down her, uh, you know, purchases here. But if there's any way we could put her to work and not have to, um, you know, because I, this is the first I'm hearing about this tab business and I don't much care to be um, spoken for. All my friends know that, uh, you know, a tea leaf motto is um, you don't speak for your friends. You, you only speak for yourself because the only voice that is loud enough is yours i think shan jan's like i've definitely heard that one before that's right and, that's right shan jan yeah and i think elsa maybe uh perhaps uncomfortably like touches your hand and she's just like well honey i just i just don't want you to think you're in trouble or nothing like it it's just just like i said overstaying her welcome i don't i don't want her to get any feelings hurt or nothing but you know just have a little talk with her and i'll tell toblin that you're on it i'll i'll bring you i'll bring you all around all right. That I think that sounds like a plan. Don't you think, guys? I mean, no offense to my cousin and all, but uh, we've got another quest to go on in the morning. I've got some more gold. And the last thing I need is spending it on my cousin's drinking habits. But speaking of those drinks, can we have some ale? Absolutely. And she, she looks at Don John. She's like, oh, and you too, stranger? I think Don John is next door to like whatever the next group of people that are there of just like locals. 
and he just uh, turns and in the midst of saying like, and then a whole bunch of them come out of the woods the whole time. And I was, oh, drinks? Absolutely. Sounds great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway, so there I was, the whole lot of them standing around me. All right. I said to myself, this is the part that I don't like telling to a lot of people because too many get squeamish. Anyway, and so he just continues (laughs) that story. Love it. Yeah, so I think um, unless there's anything else for you folks to do, oh, maybe there's like a scene of you you guys have some drinks and then um, in a while you're like, where's Hobby? And you just look in the uh, outhouse or something. She's just falling asleep there. Yeah. It's like, oh, God, whatever. So you'll deal with that in a future uh, situation if you want. Okay. But um, yeah, yeah, do you want to zoom ahead to the next morning or is this the, the dawn, the dawn's early light? Yeah, you know, Seraphine is all hyped because she loves to get up super early. So she goes around to like all the other rooms in the inn. Well, <laughs> I can't remember if they're sharing a room or whatever, but um, obviously Don John has his own room and she runs around and she's like, plays her her ukulele and she's like, everybody get up, everybody get up. This is the morning song. It's time to go on a quest and though here we go. Let's move along. And like hang on everybody's door being super annoying. I think that Don John, when he wakes up, we see a shot of him waking up and he sleeps with his hat over his face, like a cowboy style. Mm-hmm. Even, even when he's in a bed and it's regular nighttime. <laughs> um, and so he kind of, you hear like and the hat wiggles and he, then he kind of sits up and he immediately puts the hat on his head. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and he's like, Oh, ah, bugger. It's getting early. I better be going downstairs. Hey, looks like we, I think you got to get out of here. And he says that to, what's your cousin's name? Hobby. Hobby. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I think you got to get out of here. And I think she, she kind of, she holds her head and she's like, Sir, oh, oh. And she just kind of realizes everything. And she's like, yeah, I'll go ahead and leave now. Thanks. And he's like, you know what? I'll hop up. Here, why don't I order you some room service? Which in this in this small of an establishment is, I'll write a note and put it on the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Perfect. So yeah, I think now, what is the plan for how you're going there? So, straight shot there is like 15 miles. So you could probably do that. You'll be there a little bit before sunset. I think is how timing works. This way, if you take the the tribal trail road, we'll take um. Was that probably a couple of days, but it it would be theoretically safer. Yeah, a couple of days. Come on, we need to get there quick. What is it? A full day? It's only fifteen miles. We could do that in our sleep. In fact, honestly, through this, if 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 it seems like I'm not paying attention at any point, it's probably because I am half asleep because this will be so easy. So instead of going up to the road, which honestly I've already heard that there's there was already a town sacked by barbarians, but that was years ago. So, oh, yeah, it's up here. Uh, oh, oops. This place, Coneyberry. Yeah, that that, tam- that trail's, you know what, that trail, they say it's safe. It's not even that safe. And the last story that I heard about a town getting sacked by barbarians was years ago. So also, that trail sounds boring. So <laughs> why don't we just go to the crow flies, make this trip as quick as we can, and uh, probably get there, uh, what, three, four hours before nightfall? meet up, have a good time, have a few drinks, that kind of thing. And honestly, if y'all hustle, and I say y'all apparently, if y'all <laughs> hustle, 
Uh, you can probably get back. Uh, you probably make this whole round trip in a day. All right, let's go. Oh, and I will say too, as an as a further option. So you came back from the Butterskull Ranch, Seraphini and crew, with two horses, Gramble B and Arbuckle. Um, and if <laughs> if everyone takes names. if everyone takes uh, horses, if you get a, a little pony, I guess, and then uh, another one for a donjon, you could do it in half the time. Oh, well, how about this? You know, I can ride with Shanjan on Arbuckle. And, um, and Verna, you can ride on other horse's name. Grambly? You can ride on, <laughs> and Verna, you can ride on Grambly. I'll ride with Shanjan on Arbuckle. And, um, we just need to get something for our friend Don John to ride. Ah, and we can make this a little bit even, even quicker. Do I know if horses would be uh, good creatures to take the, on this trip, or will this uh, th will the terrain be too rough for horses to be useful on? I think it should be okay. You're going along like uh, mostly plains and like foothills, so it's not okay. like the worst. You probably couldn't bring in the mine with you, but I mean, yeah, okay. All right. Well, yeah, that, you know what? That doesn't sound like a bad idea. Let me go to your local stables here and see if I can get myself a a fine, comely beast. Yeah, they've got and... all sorts of fine beasts there at that stable, and um, <laughs> you'll even be able to meet some of the some of the other town folk. All right. Well, I love meeting town folk. <laughs> yeah, and so um, I, we did say the uh, the horse didn't really either one of the horses didn't really particularly like taking Serafina and another person, but I think for this, especially since the only half day's trip, they'll tolerate it. But if you want, if either you two want to, we can skip through the uh, the meeting the Barthen, who who I also love though. But if you just want to drop seventy five gold pieces, how much a horse costs? Either one of you. I. What's the chance I can just rent a horse? Um, I feel like they would probably, especially a small town, be like, yeah, you can rent the horse for the cost of buying it. Huh? We'll give it. We'll give it back if you want it. Want to sell it to us later. Mm. Okay. Yeah. He'll he'll just he'll just buy the horse and um in the process he's like he just he just gets whatever the whatever horse is biggest. Yeah, that makes sense. He's like, oh, all right, look at these shanks. And he keeps slapping the horse. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty good. You know, I once had to catch a unicorn, I did. <gasps> wow, a unicorn. I you know, back in the halfling world, um, I had heard that unicorn meat is the tastiest meat <laughs> oh, no. in all the land. Ah, well, listen, I'll tell you this. First of all, careful who you say that around, because in most places, eating unicorn is considered almost like cannibalism. <laughs> the next thing I'll tell you is cannibalism is amazing. If anyone gets the chance to eat another person, they should, 100%. <laughs> Third of all, unicorns taste terrible. Fourth of all. I didn't tell you either of those earlier things. Anyway, so we got this horse, right, yeah. mate? Yeah, right. so uh, they, they were willing to uh, sell you, if even for a little bit, uh, Targitor, the biggest horse in the stable. Targitor, okay. So you got Grambly, Arbuckle, and Targitor. All right, let's just check out your flanks, your shanks, and... The full rank. This is like so, a site that uh, Serafina kind of looks at Inverna is like, okay, well, maybe you were right about uh, not liking every single person that you come across 
He does that thing that like uh, asshole guys do where they're like, all right, let's go. And they hit the top of the door, but it just is like a. Okay. So, um, so you're covered in jelly is what you're saying. And you're hopping on your horse. Tardy <laughs> falling in love with you. I need to be preserved. Yeah. Oh my absolutely. God. Now, now that line in my song about you makes total sense. When I said, you're the most handsomest man and you like jam. Oh, well, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, let's hop on these things. Okay, so yeah, the uh... oh that horse do that horse doesn't seem to like you uh, riding a, 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 a tufa <laughs> on the back here. There, love, come on. <laughs> I mean, I know they don't like riding tufa, but um, our book will will get used to it. Um, I'm not that heavy, and uh, maybe I'll uh, sing a little something to soothe them on the way. You know, when I was younger, I'd invented a horse side cart so that we could have the horse. And it was a side cart that was attached to it. So it would go on a wheel and it was just one wheel. So you only had to pay a wheel right half what you'd have to pay for a chariot. And he would just attach on the side and it would just go along for the, on the side. So it turns out that was a terrible idea. Several children died. Wow. <gasps> oh, well, who knew you were an entrepreneur as well? I am quite a lot of things. I've worn a lot of hats, except for the fact if you're talking about real hats, in which case I've only worn this one. Hmm. <laughs> I do like a real hat, but, uh, but well, I guess we should be on our way, right, everybody? And so you All do. Right. All, right. Think, uh, All right. Only one thing. Get out of here, you little bugger. And he pulls Scorp or whatever the hell the kid the Cobalt <laughs> kid's name is. Snook. He's like, Snook. He's like, he's like, you can't uh, come along. Stop trying to hide my saddlebags. He's like, Snook. And just walks away sadly. Charlie Brown style. He's like, how about this? And he, uh, he flips him a, a silver piece and gives him a wink. Yeah, and, and Snook is very excited and just eats it. And and uh, Don John Raskin thinks, all right, silver doesn't kill them. I'll have to think later <laughs> what best kills them. <laughs> And with mm. that note, I think uh, mm -hmm. so nothing dangerous happens. But when you're uh, getting close to, uh, let's see, I think it's, oh, within five miles, in fact. So two thirds of the way through, I guess Inverna probably with the running thing is that she has perfect vision. She's really good. She's like, hang on a second and puts her hand up for everyone to stop. And she's like. Oh, it's it's in the middle of uh, Don John telling a story about uh, like so the cook had killed the cook had made enough chili for the whole camp and the thing was that the chili was oh, yeah. made up. In that case, he's like, "Can you shut up for one second? There's something up ahead. Hold on. You see? It? You all see that? There's a uh, some reflecting the light up there. Something something shouldn't be there. All right, let me take a let me take a gander. Hold on. I'm an experienced ranger, and he narrows his eyes. Oh yeah. Um, do you want to do a, do you want to try a perception check? Sure. Oh, and damn. Then... There you go. So in this case, you roll a 20, which is outrageously yeah. good. So yeah, you can actually, if you peer out and you can tell us how Don John, uh, relates this to us, but I think like a, a lot of, uh, it looks like glass maybe at first, but then you can see, oh, it's like rounding off this. This has got to be ice. There's some kind of like a few kind of like weird ice almost like sculptures in the middle of this field. And what, what uh, season is it or what time of year is it? It's like early summer. It's wildly unlikely to happen. And yeah, he, he looks and he just kind of narrows his eyes. Ice. Ice in the early summer. Shouldn't be here. 
shouldn't be here at all. That's odd. And also, and he notices something. He's like, and also, there's a small robin's nest in that tree. Don't forget the details, chum. Do we know? Do we know that the dragon in the area that has attacked the village of Leylon was an ice dragon? Or I don't know. I don't know if it was actually, but I know that ice ice dragon stuff has been a big deal. We know that it's white, and there's been a lot of stuff covered in like frost and ice. Don John will just say, "Good eye, mate. Ice up ahead." This time of year, that means something. Something's up. I don't want to scare anybody, but there could be someone, or more likely something, that's decided it's time for winter. And maybe uh, Serafina kind of, you know, stands up on the horse's haunches and like puts her shoulders on Shanjan so she can like sort of steady herself and look ahead. And she's like, well, and kind of shudders. And she's like, oof, I just felt a cold shiver run down my back when you said that. I think it's best we keep our eyes open right now for for any other signs. Um, I'll definitely think about that robin's nest for sure. Because, <laughs> you know, we don't, robins don't like ice. So, so yeah, I think the question here is, do you go and inspect this weird these ice sculptures in the middle of the field, or do you um, take a wide berth? Oh, we got um, we, we got to inspect these ice, ice sculptures. I, if we can do it from afar, awesome. If not, then we got to go. Up yeah, I kind of feel like we should go inspect them. So maybe Serafina would be like, as much as I'd like to never see another dragon again, um, I gotta say, uh, we need to find out if there's if there's anything auspicious about these ice sculptures. I mean, what if there are people inside? Everybody. And she starts getting like more and more like worked up. Like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> and I think Inverna's like, all right, well, I'm gonna go ahead and check this out. And she goes, I'm sorry, what off. were you saying? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, got lost there for a second. I was thinking <laughs> about then, I was thinking about the seriousness of the situation. So then on the way over there, Serafina um sort of like kind of like schools Don John and she's like, Well, um, you know, just kind of like so there's a male dragon and a female dragon. The female dragon lays eggs, but when there's no female dragon present, the male dragon can actually um, fer fertilize and create his own eggs. And so then like got kind of a fish situation where the roe is laid down and later on it's fertilized. Mm -hmm. All right, I've seen that. You yeah. know, I spent some time as a whaler I did. Now whales, <laughs> that's not how they make. <laughs> while they're walking over there having this yeah. conversation. <laughs> Yeah, so you guys, uh, the whole crew kind of comes over to these uh, these ice blocks, kind of. But they're all like spiky, you know, like uh, hmm, how could I describe this? Like, yeah, just spikes of ice coming out of the ground. It looks like like uh, so stalagmites. Yeah, of ice. I think so. Yeah, it looks like it's been out here in the sun for a while, and it's like dripping, like water's running out of it. It's all puddling, you know, making mud. As you get to maybe the end of it, there's. A bunch of figures in it like almost like caveman style like frozen these ice blocks Ooh, do they uh do they appear to be human or humanoid yeah in fact when you you can see them pretty clearly especially since they're melting probably some of their flesh is like exposed to the sun and everything they're not like fully in this these ice anymore and they're in fact uh they've got the gray skin and tusks of orcs 
Some of them are wearing a, they're mostly wearing hide armor and there might be like uh, an ax or two sticking out of here. And then, yeah, what do you guys do? If- oh, this is a, this is a hell of a situation. Anybody here like uh, orc sickles? <gasps> oh no. And then she, you know, he like, or Serafina runs over to, to where um, uh, Don John is, is, is playing with these ice orc sickles and shushes him and it's like keep it down keep it down you don't understand inverna hates orcs she absolutely lives to destroy them Uh, i i don't even know if she even wants to live at all for her own purposes other than to just kill orcs all the time and i think uh, and inverna behind you still on her horse um is kind of looking at this and she i think it's like the first time you hear her laugh and she's just a little bit at first and then just barrel laughing Orc sickles, you know what? I do still hate you, Don John, but that that was a good one. I got to give that to you. <laughs> and she kind of just spits in the general direction of these orcs. Yeah, well, you got a whole uh, baker's dozen of them. Well, maybe a few more than a baker's, but yeah, these buggers got froze good. And based on what you've been saying from the war, sounds like you know you might know what's going on with uh, this. Only sounds like one thing who could do this situation. Sounds like you got yourself one of them ice dragons. <gasps> oh no. And then looks at Shanjan is like kind of like grabs his like forearm and squeezes and is like, it's gonna be okay. We made it through once. We can make it through again as long as we're together. Oh, and I think Serafina maybe uh instinctually realizes she's like touching the like her side, like her ribs where that big dragon wound was from before yeah and then she's like well you know i mean i I used to say that maybe creatures didn't deserve such a fate but um after that last quest where we almost uh got done in by those orcs i gotta say orcicles is pretty funny and then she like grabs a piece of orc sickle and like pulls it off and it's like a finger or something and oh god <laughs> she like takes it and like smashes it on the ground and no oh, crikey <laughs> yeah ah now i gotta say i've known a few walks in my time and they well they're not all bad i don't know if they deserve to be froze up like this something something uh something pretty bad here did this yeah um inverna just stops laughing and she's like uh, they probably deserve worse. We can keep moving. Nothing to see here, I guess. But I'm going to remember this scene for, for a while. This is a good one. Oh, man. And there's like all these grumbles as they walk back to their <laughs> and, uh, and back on the road. Yeah. And in fact, um, not even on the road, just the, the random trail that you're making. Trailblazing. Yeah. So I think I think in this time, Don John will like, tell Feeney if he can um like try to talk to her in like a like a lower tone so that inverna i think if uh don john can kind of like travel ahead and maybe be like oh let's give uh this horse a rest and let feeny let, let and put feeny on the horse that i'm on and he could try to like tell her this story and he'll basically say like you know like i've met in my time i've met a good chunk of orcs and they're they're rough buggers for sure, but this is this is something different. Whatever did this, it doesn't care about it doesn't care about them and 
think think as much as your uh, your bloke here, Mike, about orcs being rough and bad. Uh, this this thing doesn't care about that. Whatever did this, it if it's the dragons I've heard about, the orcs aren't your issue. Oh, trust me, I've tried to reason with with Inverna before about just uh, moving on when, when we come across some orcs, but she won't let it go. I, I don't disagree. I, I believe you that um, if if this um, if this ice dragon is out here. Uh, we've got a lot bigger problems on our hands. And, um, you know, with all of the people, including my own cousin, Hobby, who has, you know, seen the dragon for himself. What? Could... Hobby's your cousin? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, mean, nothing. Well, uh, yeah. So anyway, my cousin Hobby saw uh, the, the dragon the first time and when, when he came to Phandalin. And then, of course, we had heard about uh, him be this dragon being spotted here and there. Um, so, my concern is if we're seeing these um, iced orcsicles over here uh, on our way to the mines, that makes me wonder where in the world is this dragon? I've had a lot. Of, I've worn a lot of hats. Again, metaphorically speaking, <laughs> I only have had this hat my entire life. I was born in this hat, actually. My mother had squatted down in the desert you see, and birthed me into this hat. This hat was what I was born in. It was awkward for a lot of years of my life as I was growing into it, but now it fits perfectly. Anyway, what I was trying to say is I've worn a lot of hats over my time as uh, an adventurer, and one of them was a big game hunter. And I've hunted a lot of different things. Dragons are one... <laughs> and, you're right, good point. That pause... That pause... <laughs> That pause was <laughs> was was awkward. You're right. It's just like she's she's hanging on every single word, and oh. she's like mildly mildly playing, um, you know, the ukulele, her magical ukulele in the background, and she's just like oh. anticipation. And oh, sorry, I thought there was an awkward moment where you'd go in for a kiss. Okay, anyway, so. <laughs> Yeah, if there's some kind of creature like this, I mean, it's got to be in these mountains. We're here near the Sword Mountains. This thing could fly wherever the hell it wants. But if it's nearby here, I mean, if you're an ice dragon, you're not hanging out underground. You're not hanging out in the desert. You're probably up here in the in these mountains, hanging out in the icy peaks and such. So that's where I put my money. Hmm. Yeah, and yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, I I you would think ice dragon, ice peak. I mean, I know me as a tea leaf. I like to live among the tea leaves. Of course, that's back when I'm home, not when I'm traveling. Um, now, do you mean do you mean the tea leaves of like the actual plant, or the tea leaves of the boy band that travels around uh, from city to city and performs as a group of bards? But the thing is, the weird thing is that the the group itself is older than any particular member, like a menudo situation. <laughs> well, and then Seraphina gets like really like like immediately like angry, and she's like, Ugh, "The tea leaves. First of all, let me tell you." <laughs> They are not real bards. They didn't go to bard school. They didn't have a bard inspiration. Um, they did not uh, have a bard mentor. Um, and and on top of it, they stole their names from the treasured people of the halfling tea leaves that um, 
where you get all of your famous infamous tea. That's right. Where those tea leaves. So infamous. don't get me started on that boy band. She's pissed. Amazing. I do want to point out though, maybe on on the rest of the uh, ride over, maybe as after you uh, cool down from the the menudo tea leaf situation. <laughs> um, I do want to point out too that one one thing to consider is a uh, hobby. Uh, your your quote cousin who you met for the first time recently said that the dragon attacked her and froze her li- livestock and when it was frozen like ate it like oh they, it has to freeze it to eat it but it froze these orcs maybe and just left them to to basically die in frozen in ice and you're like wow it wasn't even hungry it's just or maybe it doesn't eat orcs or just wanted to kill them just to kill them but yeah I think uh, unless you have any have any other things to say we can move to the the gold mine to be continued yeah this is well i was just gonna say this is my usual time when i play a song all right right. all right everybody um gather around gather around it's um it's time for your your old friend um feeny teeny to play you a song play you a few songs and um this one goes out to a special guy He's what I hear is the world's most handsomest man. <laughs> he's the world's most handsome man, and he likes to eat some jam. And he once fell in the can of a giant's bathroom. He wears gator tape around his neck. He's always correct. He's the world's most handsome man. Don John Raskin, not related to Baskin. He's Don John Raskin, the world's most handsome man. Don John Raskin, that rascally Raskin, the rascaliest Raskin, the world's most handsome man. We're gonna take him to the mines we're gonna take him to the mines so say your goodbyes say your goodbyes kiss him on the way and give him lots of hugs and loves because he's the world's most handsome man and then that becomes like a chorus and everybody starts singing world's most handsome man Love it. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for this episode of This American Dice Presents D&D Dragon of Ice Fire Peak. Your cast was Marisa as Serafina Tealy and Austin as Don John Raskin and the narrator. David was the dungeon master. Music for this episode was an ocean wide by Sebastian Forsland and Happy Victory by Heatley Bros. If you could please rate, review, and subscribe to our show at your favorite podcatcher, it would really help this American Dice. Austin will read every five-star review we receive on air as Don John Raskin, world's most handsomest man. Join us next week for another episode of This American Dice. And remember, wash your hands and wear a mask.
Good eye, mate. Right. Sure. And then are they at the end now? The end? Are they at the end? Oh, the end. I thought you were like, and now is it over? Are we at the end? <laughs> I'm like, oh, are we at the guess. end? <laughs> the end. Uh, that was really fun, guys. It's yeah, just for sure. a little harder <laughs> when brought about by friends. <laughs> Good eye, mate. You think that dragons are male and female? You think there's two different sexes of dragons? Or you think dragons are like a like an omnisexual creature or perhaps uh, something that doesn't have a sex the way we think of it as like a like a traditional binary thing? I think Inverna's like, all right, well, I'm going to go ahead and check this out. Good eye, mate.